Welcome back to Box Office Breakdown. And of course, we're going to be talking about the numbers. But this week, we're going to talk more about Batman vs. Superman and our favorite place, China. So get ready. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hello, hello. So I'm here, Sarah Stratton, and I'm joined by JTE. Look at this. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know either. We're, we're missing um, mm-hmm. Tom this week. We have Steven in the booth. He's going to be our... You can't yeah. take full Tom so mode. Guys, look at that. I didn't know, you got cameras in there, too? Damn. I got I got cameras and Max for That's days. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You got WrestleMania going on behind you? Yeah. What a day. No, I'll but... just let people watch that in the background <laughs> the whole time. Well, this is what I'm talking about, because today we are going to talk all about this past weekend, what movies are doing, but it's going to go into a lot of Batman vs. Superman talk, and then we're going to get into more China news, which of course is China. Tom's... How can he not be here for China? Play? He's like the uh, anti-hero. Of... He's not the hero they deserve, but it's the hero they need. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> That's way I can put label? it. That's his That's his. He's the Batman in our trinity. I'm Superman. You're Wonder Woman. Are we sticking with this? Yeah, I think so. All right. So, <laughs> Stephen, the annoying we'll guy called Lex. <laughs> <laughs> You're Alfred. You're behind the controls, oh, God, man. I got to be Alfred. You're behind the controls while Batman's out kicking ass. I think you, you would you rather be Alfred or Lex? I mean, honestly, I've like, if you're going from that movie, I'd say I'd rather be Alfred. If okay. you're going from, like, in general, I mean, Lex is kind of a badass yeah, from, Lex like, is the badass. cartoons. Eisenberg, not so much. Yeah, we can get that. I finally saw it. I'm yeah, up, Sarah saw it. I'm up to date now. I feel like I can actually communicate with the world. Should we give you your... We, I gave you my overall opinion. Let's just, you know... My quick, overall? You, without spoilers? Without spoiling, just it's till, overall. When is it, like, fine for spoilers? I think, like, until it's about to come on Blu-ray. <laughs> Really? I think a couple weeks. The thing is, you know, it's hard because you know people in other countries. Although it came out everywhere, I don't know. I say we stay away. Like from spoilers. where's I know, I know, but there has to be like a line somewhere. Like, can I give spoilers away in anything that's in the trailer month? is not a spoiler. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna try and not give away okay. any spoilers <laughs> in my review. Definitely, the Rotten Tomatoes score is undeserved. I think it's better than people are giving it credit for. Um, is it my favorite superhero movie? No. no. I think you'll is find... it my favorite Batman movie? No. Is it my favorite Superman movie? No. Is it your but... favorite Batman? As far as Ooh. character portrayal, <laughs> I did really like Ben Affleck yeah, in good. it. It's the one thing everyone's taking away from this movie. If they don't like it, at least they like Batman. That's true. Like if I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it and I propel myself like ten years in the future. Is, am I going to choose Ben Affleck as my favorite Batman? I guess jury's still out. We got to wait for some more movies because even but, though, it, but there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a big chance. <laughs> like it's weird because like we didn't get a full Batman movie. We got Batman v Superman. Yeah. They split the time pretty evenly. Although I will say Batman got a little bit more of the screen time. It's like yeah, I saw like a really good preview of what Batman could be. I'm waiting for that one solo movie, which Affleck more than likely will direct. I think if if the hope. Dark Knight trilogy had never happened, oh yes. people would be so excited for the Ben Affleck yes. solo movie. Right now I think they're kind of on the fence, but I think overall like it's going to be great. But even with that trilogy that has happened, mm-hmm. I still think that if we see a little bit more of Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. he's kind of stays consistent and grows for what he's already developed for that character, he could be my favorite Batman. 
He could. Like, he could. It's funny because Michael Keaton, like, there were times where he was Batman. I was like, that's Batman. But then when he was out of the suit, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's more of a Michael Keaton than Bruce Wayne. And then Bale, I thought, was pretty good suit and pretty good as Bane, as Bruce and- Wayne. But I didn't, like, love one or the other, like, extremely. Whereas this one, I'm like, ah, he's pretty badass when he's out of the suit. And he's pretty badass when yeah. he's in the suit. I know, but let me ask you. Are you, are you like, if they were going to make... The sequel to Dark Knight Rises with mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Nightwing. Yeah. Are, would you be more excited about that or the solo movie with Affleck? I'd be more excited for a solo film with Affleck. Yeah, I, I like where this world is leading to. Yeah. And there is that... I've said it before, I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman. I like this DC mm-hmm. universe that is being built. Was this my favorite movie? No. But it wasn't... It wasn't as horrible as people were saying. Definitely would have given it higher um, numbers for me. And... We'll see. It's up. It's up in the air. Look, I, at, look at Marvel when they when they first tried yeah. to make the cinematic universe. We got the Hulk, which was just like a stinking pile <laughs> of crap. Wait, you talking about the Incredible Hulk with? I'm talking Edward about the Norman? very first one. Oh, the, uh, the one. first okay, one. Okay, gotcha. because they were still like thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. This is their first foray into. Hey, this is the DCCU. Come mm-hmm. join us. You know what? They're allowed to have a mishap, which wasn't even too much of a mishap you know yeah like i, I think they're gonna really hit it out of the park with the next one i compare what you like said just steven remember iron man 2 mm-hmm. you're following a great iron man solo film and our, half iron man 2 just felt like it was setting up for the avengers yeah. and a lot of people complained about that and it's not iron man 2 is not a horrible movie it's just held back by all the setup it has to do that's exactly what this movie felt like to me oh, yeah. good moments good scenes but it's held back by all the stuff it's trying to introduce in one movie so for me this is like the iron man 2 if we got that out of the way hopefully the rest is just hopefully great it made me really worry for suicide squad though to be honest really yeah because i'm just like i just you have these two strong characters and yeah. then the story like everyone already knows batman everyone already knows superman mm-hmm. so they don't need to elaborate on anything they can just make a great story then you got Suicide Squad. Nobody really knows these characters. So, well, like, I'm worried that they're going to try to go too origin on it. It's going to be interesting for yeah. us to talk about. It's going to be interesting for us to see yeah. all these movies. And it's going to be very interesting to see how much money all of True. these movies make. So let's get into this weekend's box office numbers for April 1st through 3rd. We're starting with number five, Miracles from Heaven, mm-hmm. bringing in $7.5 million, dropping 22%. Wow, that's small. It's really small. If you're actually looking at, let's just go over the top seven real quick. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lade dropped 20%. The Divergent series Allegiant, which was awful, 39. dropped 39.3%. <laughs> Miracles for Seven, as we said, 22 So mm-hmm. these so far... Smaller drops mm-hmm. going up into the number four spot. God's Not Dead 2 <laughs> bringing yep. in eight million dollars out of almost like 33, um, out of 2400 theaters yep. or so. Mm-hmm. So it's it's up there, made the top five at least, unlike Meet the Blacks, which came in at number eight. Um, number three goes to my big fat Greek wedding to another yeah. sequel, 11 million dropping 37 percent. Then Zootopia. Look at this. Holy crap. Dropping 16. 16.7. 16%. That's to insane. $20 million. Yeah. It is in its fifth week. That is yeah. phenomenal. So <laughs> small. Um, then we have number one, of course, yeah. taking that spot. But mm, I don't know if we can be too proud of this. Yeah. You got $52 million for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Because that is a 68% Ouch. Percent Drop. 
So yeah, a couple things stick out to me on this list. Number one is I'm surprised how good Miracles from Heaven did. It, all, it almost made just as much as God Not Dead too. A film mm-hmm. again, a Christian film that is going after the same target audience. It's it's the same target audience, really. There, I really I'm putting that one on Jennifer Garner. The star she power? has okay. She, she has this sweetheart mm-hmm. thing about her. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who. Middle America wise, female wise, who are okay. really drawn to her as an actress. I think that she's had a lot of media attention this past year. Of course. Um, because of her relationships and Ben Affleck yep. and how she's handling that situation mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think most people really see her in a positive light. Of course. I don't think anyone sees, like when they came to that relationship, I don't think everyone, either of them came out really harmed by that whole thing. Maybe Ben Affleck, because there were some rumors of like, him cheating on Nanny, but even she she's kind of debunked that, that. No, she confirmed well, it. Well, she said by the time that happened, they were already separated. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. There are but, more things about Sean Penn getting ghosted than <laughs> anything about... Yeah. yeah. What about Sean Penn? <laughs> no. Back in the day when we, we were talking about We're not oh, bringing okay. up Sean Penn. <laughs> no more. No. But I really do put the power this has, the legs it mm-hmm. had so far, on Jennifer Garner... I think that she did a lot of press for this movie. She did, yeah. I think that despite the fact that you know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. people still wanted to see it. Yeah, did you guys, guys see either of these two movies? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm, I'm interested to see like which one's actually a better movie, though. Well, God's Not Dead too. I think the main star is the girl from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. What's her name? Um, <laughs> Melissa yeah, Jones. Yeah, she's like the main... Oh, what, what is her name? Yeah, Melissa, Melissa Jones. Jones yeah, yeah, there we go. She's the main person in this movie. There's real no star power. So I think you have a good point there. Jennifer Garner is going to bring some people in, whereas God's Not Dead too. That, that title's not great either, by the way. I, Can I you also, call it God's Not Dead something something? I also think... Uh, uh, this isn't my the genre I typically go out and see, yeah, but I think that you have to judge it a little bit differently. You okay. go out and I think that it's not what's more... Um, original or cinematically exciting mm-hmm. it's what probably makes you believe more okay. or feel better okay like you should probably come out of this movie if, it, if you feel good coming out of one of these mm-hmm. types of movies it's probably going to do better well the plot for miracles from heaven is like a girl gets sick she's gonna die she falls out a tree bumps her head and is like i'm cured and they're like oh it's a miracle god's not dead too is about a teacher who brings up jesus in school and it becomes like some sort of like political slash like you know i don't even know what the word is for but it's just like it's like oh this teacher said something in school about church and then she goes to law to fight to be able to say that does that sound really exciting to you like i'll, I'll, I'll go see about the little girl that fell out of a tree and knocked her head and everyone says miracle that really sounds like interesting there's nothing in god not dead two synopsis where i'm just like yeah i'd like to see that on the big screen no i'd rather see humpty dumpty as well yeah thank you humpty dumpty no it's about it's about the movement it creates it's about the message it's I sending guess. this is what these movies there's are made so for so many this year though i feel All like right. this maybe they're getting oversaturated so that was the first thing that stood out to you on the list i'm sec- i'm guessing that the second thing that's important is this publicity and the negative attention that this 68 percent mm-hmm. drop for batman versus superman is getting nobody is telling me to see this movie i mean movie theaters nowadays like it's really just twitter or word of mouth like everyone's telling their friends hey oh my god you got to see this i think hardcore harry is going to do really well because i think everyone's going to be like whoa check it out just for the novelty of it 
Batman vs Superman. Like my friends are actively telling people not to see this movie. Really? They don't yeah, like it that much, huh? Well, I have huh. I have a friend who's a diehard DC fan. He okay. loves Batman, loves Superman, and the day it came out, his Facebook status was that was an utter piece of crap, and to- wow. told everyone not to see it. So like I like it's so weird because so many people are like, some people love it, some people yeah. completely hate it. I don't see many people like you guys in between. I'm like, you it's, know what, it was amazing, but it yeah. wasn't bad. I, I have a hard time people, like like you said, those people that are DC hardcore fans, they're coming out of a totally different perspective than when I go see the movie. I'm just a casual fan. I grew up on the cartoons. I read some of the graphic novels. Like, I don't bring all that into the theater with me. So, like, I just enjoyed it as a comic book movie that I, you know, say it tried to do too much. Again, the word of mouth has not been great. But then there's times where I've run into people that love this movie. I've literally ran into people that told me, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite comic movies of all time. Mike Kalinowski is, like, all on board. Oh, really? See, that's why it's, like, so... This movie is so interesting to me because everyone it, brings something else into that theater with them. what the press is saying, what the media mm-hmm. is typically saying... They're so is down it's on it. very, They're very down on that. So th- I'm not surprised that it is getting this 68% mm-hmm. drop because you look at the Rotten Tomato scores, they're awful. The cin- awful. The cinema score isn't that bad. It's but a B, every headline about the box office is like, drop 68%. It's mm-hmm. not saying, oh, it made another $52 million. Mm-hmm. It's all spun in a negative light. And it's kind of feels like it's been that way. Even last yeah. week when we're like, oh, well, it didn't hit the expectations of opening to the high end of... 200. It, I, I think the reviews are a little bit harsher than they usually would be because you have the two biggest comic book characters mm-hmm. of all time, arguably. Like, say what you will about mm-hmm. X-Men and all these other characters, Spider-Man. Batman and Superman are like the two godfathers and, of comic books. And the publicity could just keep getting worse. I mean, as we go through this year, mm-hmm. as we are going to inevitably compare Batman versus yeah. Superman to Civil War to Suicide Squad mm-hmm. with what, with like the positive light that's kind of being shown more there. Ah, well, Marvel's just... earned that. They've earned that positive spin. DC, but... when you're coming out with something this big, this ambitious, they're going to be more critical right out of the gate. Yeah, okay. but Marvel also has the upper hand in, in, in a way that, like, okay, when I was a kid, like, Iron Man, yeah, he was cool, but he wasn't, like, oh, yeah. an icon. Totally Batman okay. was a freaking icon. Superman yeah. was a freaking icon. Yeah. Marvel has created movies that, whether they are good or not, you know, you don't have such high expectations and mm-hmm. as many diehard fans who are just like, mm-hmm. I will hate them if they mess up yeah. my image yeah. of this. And you're taking Batman and Superman, which say what you want about how popular Marvel is. Batman and Superman are just complete, like they're worldly icons. No, you will yeah. hard be, be hard pressed to find anyone who has internet who doesn't know mm-hmm. who Batman and Superman are. Yeah. And a whole thing is Batman doesn't use guns. Batman doesn't kill people. Yeah. Superman is like all powerful, but then he's struggling to lift up an oil tanker and Batman is now killing people. Like it's just kind of like, you know what? They, they, the There's expectations some departures are from so character. high. Yeah. Here's the thing though. After watching Man of Steel, it was Basically, that was Zack Snyder saying, forget everything you read, forget everything you watched, I'm doing my own thing with this. So I went in with that same headspace, Batman Superman, I didn't expect, I, I knew they were going to go different. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a totally different Batman than I've seen before, and a totally different uh, Superman. So I was expecting that because I saw Man Steel, I think Man Steel really gave you an idea, this is what we're going to, we're just, we're not beholden to anything that came before jte though you're man you're you're a movie guy yeah i'm a movie guy sarah's a movie girl like Mm -hmm. we know who Zack snyder is like when we look at a director we can look at his filmography and Mm -hmm. be like we know what to expect the majority of america see batman versus superman like they see the trailers and that's all they're 
That's yeah. all they're expecting going in. Mm -hmm. You probably have half the audience hasn't even seen Man of Steel going into this movie. Oh, that's a shame. Because <laughs> this movie, I feel like if you didn't see Man of Steel, you're missing out on a lot of the themes that this movie's yeah. going for, especially the opening. The opening, I will say, I love the opening of this movie. Because okay. you're seeing this... That you're seeing the finale of Man of Steel through Bruce Wayne's eyes, and they're opening. They're actually like owning up to the fact that there yeah, was so, much, so destruction. much destruction to the point okay. where they go out of their way in this movie to say, "Oh, there's nobody here." Did you notice that? Like three times, they're like, "Yes." Oh, the oh, work we, hours. We, I don't are... know if we can. I don't know if we can get yeah. too much into that. <laughs> okay. We're entering spoiler territory, so I'm going to try and put that yeah. fence up and stop that. But I think that what we can agree on, or what the numbers mm -hmm. are saying is that it's not doing fantastically. Well, the uh, media or reviews or something has hit it. I mean, I think what what Josh is saying though is that it is doing still pretty well. It's like, going to make a billion worldwide. I yeah, mean, it dropped 68%, but it's still making 52 million on a weekend like it, with a 250 million dollar budget, not including <sighs> P&A. True. So you're talking yeah. about a domestic gross right now that's at 260 mm -hmm. on a 250 budget. And not including PNA. What Still do you have to actually? Still better than Waterworld. <laughs> That's but, true. But what do you have to get to for it to be they're saying, successful? They're saying they want to get to a billion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's over seven hundred million worldwide right now. And people thought that it was going to get to a billion, yeah. and now it's. I think it's iffy. gonna it's gonna get there, but I mean it's gonna get nine hundred plus at least. I mean, what do you think this movie's gonna hit next weekend? Like, if it's dropping sixty eight <sighs> to fifty two, do you think it's gonna go down to below twenty, or do you think it'll stay around thirty? Well, I think the one of the things that's so I think one of the reasons why mm -hmm. a lot of people are shocked by this sixty eight percent this weekend is because it had no competition. Nothing really came out this week. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it should have done like 60. I think originally last week they were predicting 66 million because there's nothing coming out to yeah. compete with it. The fact that it still dropped off this much with no competition. This week, it's going to go down to maybe, because there's really not much this week. I don't know if Hardcore Henry and the boss are going to be able to pull in a lot of people. So honestly, I don't know. I think next week it could come in around 40 to 30. 30 to 40. Uh, you still think it'll be that high, then? I think it can I go think, lower oh, than I, that. I, I think that it's not... You think go it might go down to, like, 20? I think Zootopia will overtake it in the next two weeks. I don't think it's going to go from 52 to 20 million. Put that way. I don't think it's going to 20, but I could see it dropping 50%. I think it'll still be number well, one next we weekend. We will see. We will see. We'll get to so that. So <laughs> this was our numbers. Zootopia is still there. Everything's, you know, pretty mellow. Like I said last Batman week, Zootopia Superman. has nothing to compete with until Jungle Book. Which I reviews... doing pretty good. Huh? I in the sky is doing. Yeah, good. I'm actually kind of curious seeing that. Alan Rickman's last film and uh, Helen Mirren. Uh, it looked interesting. It's a very small budget kind of thriller, you know, about a drone attack. Mm -hmm. I might check it out one day. Also, <laughs> before we go to international news, since you brought up Jungle Book reviews yes. have started coming yeah, out. Yeah, yes. I if read you want to see something on Variety, something has been mm -hmm. written up. So yep. if you are interested, it seems to be kind of positive. It seems to be very positive. Uh, we'll this, see how it does. Uh, a lot of my friends who are critics are seeing it tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to hearing so from them. So we'll get more information as it comes, and hopefully that'll will set the tone. Let me just for say, when you're showing do. your movie two weeks before it comes out, you're probably pretty confident it's going to be good. Yeah, Disney wouldn't be letting it out this. You know if they're time. embargoing anything from tomorrow? I'm sure it'll be embargoed till for at least a couple. I don't know. Variety let it out. Variety so they have all the, let something yeah. out. Yeah, all the family screenings are on the 7th. Yeah. So they, like I mean, the bar was probably lifted. Variety had one out already? Variety already has one out, unless yeah. someone broke so, some rules. They, so let's get into these international numbers. Let's do it. Starting with Batman vs. Superman, topped the foreign box office for a second consecutive weekend, racking up $85.1 from 68 territories and pushing the superheroes film Global Hall to 
That's right, $682.9 million. So that passes the lifetime gross of Man of Steel, which is the most recent Superman film, which had pulled in $668 million uh, worldwide during 2013. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's beat Man so, of Steel in yay, two weeks. Yeah, there's a positive positive yeah. note um in second place disney zootopia captured 30 million from 52 territories bringing its global total to 787.6 million yes the film now ranks as the 12th highest grossing animated film in history wow. it has done particularly well in china earning 215.3 million and nearly matching its 275.9 million domestic gross there. So that's good. That movie's Disney's been killing it lately with their animated films. We're just going to keep this train going. Hong Kong Chinese action film The Bodyguard snagged third place with 25 million, while Kung Fu Panda 3 took fourth place with 19.2 million. The latest Kung Fu Panda movie has generated 463.9 million wow. since it began its role in January. And Chinese crime picture. <laughs> Chongqing, is that how you say that? <laughs> Chongqing. Sure. I think yeah. <laughs> hot, hot Pot rounded out the top by racking in $19 million. Wow. So, well, first of all, I hope The Bodyguard is a remake of the Whitney Houston movie with Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I don't know what that's about, but I hope mm-hmm. to God that's what that is. And as far as Chongqing Hot Pot, is that, I, I uh, your guess is as good as mine is what the hell that's about. <laughs> but this is what I want to get to, because we have been talking, we, we've always been talking about the Chinese box the office. Kingdom. Um, every time we've seemed to talk about them, another record seems to be broken. And we've taken that in yeah. stride. We're like, bring more mm-hmm. of their movies here. I want to see what this the monster mermaid. hunt is I mean, about. They're like the it's Steph Curry them. of countries right yeah. now. <laughs> but now, um, according to Daily Mail, and I think like Reuters or something, yep. there is an article. It doesn't have a ton of information out, mm-hmm. but the title is Amid Ticketing Fraud, China Box Office Up 51% in First Quarter. So... What does that mean? <laughs> it, it's kind of unclear about how far this fraud is going because it really only references w- one big instance, which is supposedly, I'll read what it says yeah, word for word, break this down for more me. than 100 Chinese investors descended on the offices of one financier of the martial arts movie Ip Man 3. Oh, yeah, this happened on, came on Thursday. They demanded their money back, mm-hmm. these investors, after the film's distributor admitted to buying 56 million um, it's in their currencies. What is it? What is their currency? Does anyone remember? Won? Won. Yeah. In um in tickets to bump up sales. Oh wow. So fifty six fifty six million in their currency. I don't know what the I don't know what the conversion is. I think it says one dollar equals about six point four seven seven six Chinese. So that sounds about so fifty six million divided by six seven. Seven. I mean, I let's mean, say it's nine million dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's this is what I love about China, by the way. You go on YouTube. Whenever, <laughs> whenever they get pissed off about something or they feel they've been wronged, mm-hmm. they don't go through the legal system. Even if you watch like their political debates when they're having like policy arguments on like mm-hmm. the Senate floor, they just will straight up go out and like get in your face, get the posse, or size, and just like they'll they'll f shit up. I've seen better fights than WrestleMania in the damn Chinese Senate than <laughs> but, I have in most like UFC fights. 
it's amazing. So this is just one investor. This is really focusing on one movie, one ticket uh-huh. sales, and they're infuriated. But how this is reflecting or what insight we're then going to get on all the other numbers mm-hmm. we've been putting on. Because as we've said, Chinese box office revenues grew 51% mm-hmm. in the first quarter of 2016. That's crazy. Um, total sales of tickets in China were about... I'm just going to do the U.S. conversion, $2.24 billion mm-hmm. in the first three months of the year. So boosted in total by, like, February, which was, I guess, boosted by Lunar New Year holiday, and mm-hmm. um, according to China National Radio. So And despite government censorship and a limit of 34 foreign films a year, Hollywood has become increasingly reliant on China's rapidly growing box oh, office. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously influencing how we make movies, yeah. our advertisements, what's last few years, locations, more tons movies of stuff. have like took place in China mm-hmm. than like the last like 30 years. Yeah, and in February Chinese sales topped US for mm-hmm. the first time wow, according, really? according according to this official news yeah. agency. So there's all of this stuff going on. Tons of money being hmm. spent. Our cinema is being affected by Chinese numbers. But now there's a seed of doubt. Maybe. Well, it could just be one incident. Let's not it forget. It could just be one thing. You know, I've said they were, like, fighting in the Senate floors, but they probably didn't have a Senate because it's a communism over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you got to bring that, you know, the president could be like, every Sunday everyone must go see a movie. Everyone has to go see a movie. So, I mean, who knows what the kind of stuff they're doing over there. We can't, we, we're not in there. <laughs> no, we, we don't know. All we can say is what we find on the yeah. internet. And another thing we found, because we're going to talk more about China, is from Variety. Title is Anti-China Movie, called yeah. 10 Years, crowned at the Hong Kong Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So not only have we been talking about Chinese numbers, but we mm-hmm. also talked a lot about how Chinese films have made it into our international top five over and over again. Yep. But this is a movie that's not going to be making a ton of money What's in the name China. Of the movie? It's called Ten Years. It's a low budget feature and it is an imagining, a dark imagining of what Hong Kong is going to look like under Chinese rule in the next 10 years. Interesting. And it's supposedly made up of different shorts and okay. not portraying China in the best Chinese light. government in the best light. It okay. is, I guess, giving more voice to um, a, like a more, I think they're calling it a localism movement that they've been having mm-hmm. but this movie won an award yet it is not was not shown in any of their theaters mm-hmm. it was shown in 40 public venues and because it got nominated and was a nominee the television providers or whatever you call them pulled the award show so they're like if this is be a nominee yeah we're not showing any of it. I, I said earlier why I love China. Let me say why I love America right now. Because this will not happen in America. A film is an art. It's a way to have expression, whether it be political, religious, or all that. And the fact that a government... It's one thing for them to be like, you know, they could have actually stopped from even making the movie they wanted to, probably, if they knew what was going on. Which is bullcrap. The fact that the TV channels would not even show an award show because this thing was... I mean, it's the Hong Kong award show. That's like the Oscars not showing a movie because somebody made a film about white sem- white s- supremacists or something. I mean, you have to know that this actually does go on in the U- United States as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's scary because you think that, oh, America, freedom and all that. But no, there's there's lots of groups that are out there trying to push down freedom of speech from a lot of different angles. I mean, it, it can be the simplest thing as far as, like, the Olympics back in uh, Britain. They did a they did a huge, like, um, commemoration to the, to the attacks in London. Mm-hmm. And in America, they played a commercial break and had an interview go on during that 
part of the ceremony. But, you know, even even as far as, like, movies, China's, of course, communist, so the government wants to keep anything anti-government down. Of course. But well, media around the world is always different. You, yeah. you yeah. talk to anyone, and what you watch of coverage of an incident here is completely different than if you mm-hmm. watch it in another country. Totally it true. doesn't matter the country. You're never going to find some mm-hmm. probably no, the yeah. exact same viewpoint. It's always different. Um, one thing that this film did say... A quote from one of the film's producers, one of the 10 years producers, is thank you for having the courage to give us this award. So they said that's what they said on stage because it was just a courageous movement for Mm -hmm. this film to get where it did and get the recognition it did. It didn't get spread out to the country, but it was made and it was seen and we're talking about it. So it... Nobody, and nobody does internet better than China. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows what's going on down there. If it's not on TV, it's a bo- it's on a bootleg twenty minutes later, or it's being downloaded mm-hmm. somewhere. The news spreads around there better than I think than anywhere in the world. I mean, would you watch this ten years? Yeah, I um, mean, I think it'd be interesting just be, because. I mean, I'm, right now we have we have protests because of our wage gap and everything. Yeah, China yeah. is one of the most flourishing economies in the world, mm-hmm. and it has the hugest wage gap of anything mm-hmm. all uh, what is it called philanthropy is kind of like a taboo subject over there mm-hmm. so i mean to have a film that riles the people up v for vendetta style like yeah, that's so dangerous <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in this movie i would yeah. definitely see it i just for don't sure. know how easy it's going to just be to, to see find their perspective on things mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. it's a film made by chinese people mm-hmm. but different areas. so it's definitely interesting. China. If only we could hear what Tom had to say. But then we would probably get in trouble. I'd so. probably get flagged. And, uh... I'll tell you right now, my goal is to one day in the history of Box Office Breakdown, let's do a live show from China. I mean, <laughs> we'll send you over there. Yeah, yeah. can you send us? You, me, and Tom, you, me and Tom will we'll go. go over there. We'll get a We'll a start a Kickstarter. Better yet, let's go to North Korea and do right. a live show. So on a completely different note, we are going to get, we are skipping our game this week. No Tom, we no international game. That's our rules. He, he put that on us. He yeah. told us we can never do it without him. No, we are going to go on to our top five grossing list with, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Two weeks in a row, I forgot to change the name on that. Yeah, block. so this is Ben Affleck. And then the first one is yeah. The Hangover Part 3. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. But, uh, Melissa McCarthy. He's, I mean, listen, this we'll get into the boss in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this movie's kind of important for her because she's had a few flops. Her last film did not do good. Tammy she's was really bad. a lot bad. of flops. Yeah, and the reception for... Ghostbusters. I don't think that that might have hurt this movie. Just the fact that people are so riled up, they might not see this just despite her. But we'll get to that. I think early on, especially early on in her career, she was really talented and funny. And I still think she's funny. I, she still is. Yeah. I think that oversaturation. I think that's all it is. Yeah, Definitely, it's just repeat over and over, mm-hmm. pushing a lot of the same things. Although um, Spy was good and it made a lot of money, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start with... So, Spy and The Hangover coming in at 4 and 5, neck and neck, 116 yep. million each mm-hmm. um, coming out in 2013 for Hangover Part 3, uh, 2015 for Spy. It was a really small role, but mm-hmm. it was early on in her career. It was a funny little cameo. Spy, to me, well, we'll get to this more in a thing, she has like one director that knows how to use her better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's Paul Feig, and he directed Spy, and his comedy is really good. And it was re- so like every time she works with him, it seems to work out great. And I like the movie. The problem is Ghostbusters is him also. The, the problem is so I, I kind of like torn. You really think <laughs> you just totally changed? I totally changed. changed. Yeah. You just, like, I don't. I have so directions. many thoughts that I can't even put them all in one thing. 
I mean, what we can stick with is looking like at just this list, what we haven't seen mm-hmm. so far. I'll just roll over real quick. Got After Spy coming in third is Identity Thief yeah, with Jason 147. Bateman. Then The Heat with 177. And then Bridesmaids with 182. Yeah, that was the breakout. Bridesmaids, fantastic. This money up here, well deserved. Would you this really call great- that like a Melissa McCarthy... Major movie. No, no she, it's an ensemble. She yeah. was kind of like the what Zach was in the Hangover. She yeah. was kind of the breakout comedic star for yeah. the movie. Yeah, but that is an ensemble movie. I oh, for sure. Can... And yeah, you got Kristen Wiig, who's great. In yeah, too. but a lot of these, at least for me as a viewer, blend in together. Mm-hmm. Where like the scenes of them, I feel like I could just okay. kind of mix and match them, and it could end up being one movie yeah. between the Spy, Identity, the Heat. Uh-huh. Like a lot of the comedy is the same. A lot of I, like they literally blur together. Kind of like mind. the same character that she plays. Yeah. It's that's interesting. You, kind of a no because Bridesmaid, she's just like Zach off and back of the Hangover. Okay, mm-hmm. Paul Feig, great movie. The Heat, I really dug the Heat. I liked how she was kind of being like this was, badass, like lethal mm-hmm. weapon kind of cop. I was like fine with the You're Heat. Fine with, yeah. yeah, again, Paul Feig. Identity Thief was not good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to physically harm her and identity. Like, it just annoyed me. Like, her character just made me so angry. I mean, she did, yeah, identity. She did a great job in the role, but it's just that kind of character just makes me physically angry. It was a bad script. It was a bad, the story were all replaced. It had tonal shifts. Where At one point, it's really silly, and at one point, it's trying to be really dramatic. So that was just a fail. And I put more of that in the director of that movie, Mm -hmm. just a script overall. And then Spy was a really fun movie. Again, out of the top four, all three of the Paul Feig ones are good movies. Mm-hmm. The only one in here that's not good is Identity Thief, which the only reason why I think it made that much money is because she was coming off Bridesmaids. She was coming off the heat. Mm-hmm. And also in that boat is probably like Tammy, which is Tammy. Tammy, here's, the, here's what got me worried about the boss, because Tammy was directed by her husband, who is a comedian also. And I didn't see it. I'll be honest with you right now. I heard so many bad things, I stayed away. And the boss is directed by him again written by them again. So part of me is like, how did they get another chance after that first one was so bad? <sighs> so, but the boss, the trailers are somewhat funny. Like, I don't you, know. You've got I, a good cast. Kristen Bell, Peter Dinklage, I, Kathy I might, Bates. I might see if I hear some good things. Yeah. It, but, is, it is definitely a wait and see for me as well. But again, I think agree with you, Stephen. Like, her shtick's gotten a little tired. You kind of know what you're going to get every time. I don't think it's her fault, though. That's the thing. Is like You just have to know how to use it. I think the, the problem is is when, when you get a comedian, they mm-hmm. like to just kind of wring them out like a sponge with the same roles over yeah. and over and over again mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of giving them the variety. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows what roles she's looking for. Except for she did make this one, yeah. Boss, with her. Husband, so I'm yep. guessing I feel like she has some power in yeah. this. So if this is not good, it's that is about, not about being typecast or studio. That's like you, you're pushing this direction. Yeah, and like I said, the fact that Tammy bombed and it was her and him writing and directing it again. Like I'm curious how she was able to convince somebody to be like, let us try it again. I mean, we're already into this section. Upcoming yeah. films, the boss. We've been talking about it now for the past like two yeah. minutes. <laughs> Let's just get into it. Upcoming films, the boss. Upcoming films, the boss. Definitely a big question mark. Yeah. No score yet on Rotten Tomatoes. But I want to know if she's pushing herself mm-hmm. into a different direction or if this is going to be the same comedy we've seen over and I'm gonna guess the same. over again. The, char- the, same. the character looks more in line with the, the role she did in Identity Thief more than any of the other ones I've seen so far. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but... The trailer has some funny moments. She plays like this over rich, you know, cutthroat kind of business lady, mm-hmm. Martha Stewart when she went to jail kind of deal. And like I, again, I think Melissa McCarthy is funny, and every time she's done with Paul Feig, she's been funny. So like, I know she can be. 
It's just like I need to. It's come to the point now where I need to, it to be a Paul Feig movie for me to even think it's gonna be good. Because she hasn't been good at anything outside of that. If if the boss is good. bad, bad, yeah, oh, she's in trouble. What does that so. do to Ghostbusters? Anything? Doesn't do anything. Okay. What if it's really I think really Ghostbusters good? has done enough damage to itself already, to be honest with you. I mean, I know, Steven, you didn't hate the trailer. No, I hated the trailer. You, I still oh, don't, you hated I, it? Okay. I still don't. I still, I still mm-hmm. refuse to believe that the movie will be terrible. Okay. Like, I, I think, I think you know, that at the very least, it'll be yeah. passable. But what I really hope is that, you know what? Ghostbusters was so long ago yeah. that there's a whole new generation, just like Star Wars. The reason they mm-hmm. made Star Wars to be exactly like Episode Four was because, you know what, let's just accept the fact that a lot of people who go see this movie won't have seen the originals. That's and insane. I, don't I hear what you're that. saying. Who hasn't seen Star Wars? Every kid today has seen the first Star Wars. No, so many people have not seen Star Wars. I, not, it seems I like Blasphemy JT, I got but it my yeah, it's... I guarantee you, almost every kid that went saw The Force Awakens, their parents sat them down and watched them in Star Wars before. I would wager to guess. I'd, I'd put a bet that 50% of them haven't. I would also agree with that. Uh, parenting, I don't know what your parents are doing out there, but you're doing it wrong. There's a lot <laughs> of parents who yeah. haven't seen Star Wars. There's just a lot of people Listen, who haven't of seen the Listen, of course there's going to be a lot of people that haven't and, seen the originals. And but all you're of talking those people, about... they weren't going to, like... They probably took their kids because it was the thing to do, and yeah. everyone had to see The Force Awakens. And afterwards, the kids probably were like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I want to see all mm-hmm. the stuff. And then they might have seen the originals. But- yeah, depending on age. I mean, what they're doing smart with these remakes is they're making them similar enough that I hope that them through them making this movie similar enough to the old ones mm-hmm. that it will make it good enough. Okay. Because, like, Star Wars, you know, there's a lot of people who don't get any of the pop culture references to... Uh, any of the Star Wars films, yep. and watching Force Awakens opens the door for you to get all these pop re- culture yep. references. I hope okay. they'll do the same with Star uh, with, with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So <sighs> the boss has no effect, positive or negative, on how Ghostbusters does. I no, do, yeah, not, I don't, not really, only because I don't think enough people are going to see the boss to really affect your opinion. Okay, um, Hardcore Henry. This one interesting is m- definitely the interesting one mm-hmm. of the week. I told JTE earlier that I <laughs> think that like. Over 60% of the audience is going to be gamers. I I feel like that's who it's completely targeted towards. I think this movie is going to tank, but I think it's going to be a fun watch. Yeah, the funny thing is, like I said, it's over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've heard every person I know that's personally seen it says it's been a fun ride. Um, We had, uh, over at Screen Juggers, we had Chardot Copley in for like a Uh 30-minute interview. He was just raving about the movie and the way they made it. I will be honest. When I first saw a trailer, I said, can I really watch that for 90 minutes? Yeah, it seems like you'll get sick, right? Yeah, that's what I, I was like. I don't know if I could handle that, but uh, this guy really sold it to me. said, you know what? They did a lot of tests before the movie was made to make sure that didn't happen. And they got, Unless you're sitting in the front row of the theater, okay. he said you should be fine. If the test audiences didn't get nauseous seeing it, yeah. then it might do better than I thought. I mean, that was my... I think I just like saw this and I've told you it's like Gamer mm-hmm. Central. Like normally there's kind of action movies that I look at and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can see that being a date movie. This one I don't see people pushing it to yeah. be the date movie. I think that if it gets that. really good reviews, you might pull some more people mm-hmm. in. Then if it gets really good reviews, you might not see a horrible drop. Good word of mouth. Because, but I do think the initial audience for opening weekend is just straight gamers. I just want I want a sequel to Crank done in yeah. this style. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I could totally I, see I would that. See it. But I don't know how good it's going to do. Again, like I, I do think just on face value that whole different angle they're going with is going to turn a lot of people off. But I'm hoping word of mouth goes around. I'm going to see it 
I'm hoping it's awesome. Would they, you watch uh, this movie in Oculus Rift if you had the chance? Yes. Hell yes. Uh, by the way, I tried Oculus Rift for the first time on Friday over at uh, Smosh Video Games over at Defy Media. I was blown away by how awesome that. Have you tried it, Steven? I am like an avid gamer, and I still have never had a chance. I got to tell you, man, so it's pretty unbelievable. So are both of you seeing Hardcore Henry? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Without a doubt. There we go. Also coming out is Demolition, which he seems to think is a very popular trailer, and I've told him that it's pretty much only in front of indie movies. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like I've seen this trailer at least like five times in theaters in the and last few months. It's because you've been seeing indie movies. I see movies. a lot of indie movies, but it's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's at 54% Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few people who saw it at Sundance. They all said it's fine. It's a good movie. They enjoyed it. I just want to see Demolition Man every time I. See That's it. what I'm saying. Like, don't don't call the movie Demolition because I immediately can compare Demolition Man with Stallone. Yeah, yeah. But not a very good title. I love Nightcrawler. Jake Gyllenhaal's mm-hmm. not his last one. He did Southpaw last. But I, he's always excites me as an actor. I always want to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But this trailer did absolutely nothing for me. I got to tell you real quick. Side note. Yeah. I hadn't seen Zodiac, and I watched Zodiac oh, after so having watched Nightcrawler, and yeah. it was messing with me so messing with bad. Brain. <laughs> so confused. Those two not to pair together. Also coming out is Mr. Right. Yes, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. And Tim Roth. Sam Rockwell. Tim Roth, who is also in yeah. Hardcore Henry. Is that That's what right. we discovered? Yeah. He's probably got a small role. And this is a screenplay by Max Landis. Oh, mm-hmm. Max Landis wrote this? Yes. Oh, my buddy. I've, yeah. I, know, I know Max. Um Interesting. Yeah, not a ton of publicity out there for this one, yeah. in my opinion. But it does have a top-notch crew involved, I think. It Sam does. Rockwell is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the description is a woman, Anna Kendrick, comes to a crossroads when she finds out that her new beau, Sam Rockwell, a little bit of an age gap there, mm-hmm. is a professional assassin who kills the people who hire him instead of the intended targets. I think it's going to tank. Interesting. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I've met Magdalenas a few times. He comes on mm-hmm. movie fights every once in a while. He's been on Schmoes. Um, the guy is just, his scripts are selling like hotcakes lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't been super successful lately. But you got to remember, as a writer, second that movie le- you're sold, it's out of your hands. Uh, Victor Frankenstein was the last film of his to come out theaters, which didn't do very well. Yeah. But even though I actually heard from several people that it wasn't that bad as it looked, it was actually kind of entertaining. Um, he just sold a movie that George Clooney apparently is going to star in. That was just announced this week. Oh, so, and he's directing his he directed his first film, which I believe is coming out. Just came out in the film festival South by Southwest. And I heard mixed things. I hear it's it's out there. Mm-hmm. So the good thing I will say when you're going to see the Max Landis film, you're not going to get the run of the mill movie. Yeah, he is like American defi- Ultra wasn't that bad. I think that's why he sells because yeah. I think he does present things in a very original way mm-hmm. yes. over and over again. On top of that, he's pairing that with this. Movie, good cast. Mr. Wright had great cast, eight million dollar budget. Yeah, like that's. I think that's probably a a hard thing to turn down. Like, oh, we've got a writer who has a name. He can get some good people to sign on. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost us eight million Mm dollars, and there's something original about it. I mean, I love Anna Kendrick. You you put her name on anything, and I kind of want to see it. So also coming out. So those are our four. Definitely the yeah. ones that have a chance of making more money are going to be the boss and Hardcore Henry, though. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what the boss does and Hardcore Henry. I honestly don't know where they're going to land. All uh, I think I'm confident is I'm confident Batman Superman will still be number one. Yes. And Zootopia could still be number two, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to give it. I'm going to say, based on a 17% drop, I'll keep Batman vs. Superman and then Zootopia. Although I will say, there was a three year old in my theater when I saw Batman vs. Superman. I thought you were going to say Zootopia. A three year old. (laughs) Wow. I'm not kidding. That movie is not for kids. I was shocked. I was 
Was the kid chill? He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. When you're that young, you're watching movies, you're just like, whatever, I gotta sit down for two hours. <laughs> but so Zootopia coming in number second. Do we wanna just do you wanna to continue your list for your top yeah, five? Yeah, I'll just do my top five. Mm-hmm. Um let's go Batman v Superman number one, mm-hmm. obviously. I think it's gonna pull close to thirty five to forty million. That's my guess. I think you it's going to be a little lower. lower. Or on that low end, yeah. We'll see. Um, number two, this is where it's like, can the boss outdo? You know what? Zootopia is going to fall. If it just falls 15%, it's still going to make like 18, yeah. 16 million. That's tough. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be neck and neck. Zootopia and the boss, I think, are going to be neck and neck. I'm going to go. You have to put one in front of the I know, other. I know. I'll, you know what? I'm going to give Melissa McCarthy a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to put the boss at number two. Oh, how nice of you. And Zootopia is going to be right behind her okay. at number three. Then I'll go number four. I'll go Hardcore Henry. Okay. And number five, I, honestly, unfortunately, I don't think Demolition Man's going to make the top five. <laughs> no. Um, I'll go my big fat Greek wedding, too. All right. We're pretty much neck and neck. The only thing is I'm switching from yours <laughs> is Zootopia. I am giving it to Zootopia and not... Miss Melissa Don't McCarthy. Don't let me down, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I just he had... Here's, so, what was the last time there was a big comedy in theaters? That's the only reason why I'm kind of giving it to the boss. Well, last time I like, tried to put a big comedy in yeah. theaters. It's been a while. Um, was, I just don't think the marketing is very strong for the boss. I don't think it is either. <sighs> she still has some pull. I think I think she has enough pull to pull out the number two. All right, I'm going to go... go ahead. I think I'm going with um, Sarah on this, too. I think you yeah. got Batman versus Superman. You got Zootopia... Then you got the boss. Then you got Hardcore Henry, and I, I'd, I'd probably go even as far as to say that, uh, we'll probably get God's Not Dead in five. Ah, okay. There we I go. Stay, I think it'll stay in top Very five. interesting. Wow. I, I think uh, I think Demolition and Mister Ed will probably do around four each. Yeah, I don't know how many theaters. Mr. I don't Wright's know how many theaters Mister Wright is. But in Demolition either. Man, I'm real curious to see how that does. I just don't mm-hmm. think the trail. Honestly, for me, I love that we're calling it Demolition Man. Yeah, Demolition <laughs> oh. Man. Sorry. Ooh. I just don't think it's gonna. The trailers, I've, I, I don't see that bringing people into theater. Like it's a, it's such like a Netflix Redbox rental. I feel like movie. I'll probably just yeah. be seeing it on Showtime yeah. in like two months. John Hall, he's coming off Southpaw, which was not really well received we, overall. We will see. We'll talk about it next week. Stephen, do we have any callers coming in? Um, yeah, I haven't been checking, but we got two minutes, so let me see. If we have time for a caller, we'll take one now. If, if not, not, thank you all for <laughs> yeah, it's you know, joining out, uh, us. Finstock should be back next week. Finstock will be back. And hopefully, next I'll week. be here. I don't think I have anything going on next week. <laughs> what is up with the two of you? <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'll be here. Um, but also, you can find JT at your yes, channel, which is at, doing great. Uh, on Twitter, Ashmo JT. Uh, yeah, I've been doing great on my own little YouTube channel. It's just a variety of like movie topics. Mm-hmm. I did like I went over to delete the scene from Batman Superman. I did the review, spoiler review. I have a new show I did called What Happened. It has Scott Mance on where we basically talk about a movie where we're like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so there? if you're looking for new shows, they can <laughs> yeah. shoot, find you. At JTE Movie Thanks YouTube channel. Yeah. Just subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. All right, we'll yeah. take one call. Caller on the line with Box Office Breakdown. It's got to be him. Boss? It's boss Tarnoff. Yes. <laughs> yes, Boss, I saw you did not like Batman v Superman. Nah, it was garbage. My sister, I saw my sister, and I saw a young my sister. She fell asleep in the movie. She said the movie is complete. Oh, no. She fell asleep? But it's so loud. Yeah, 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 she said the movie is boring. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I like, me, when I saw it the first time, 
I did clap with Wonder Woman, though. It was when she fought Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. I clapped. Everybody in the theater clapped for that. But the rest of the movie was complete. It was a complete garbage. <laughs> I just find it so interesting Amen. that you found someone who fell asleep in him because yeah, it was so loud. DC, I can't believe they test this movie so bad. So they should have just been a man of steel, too. Yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with you on that. I I really liked Man of Steel. I would have been okay yeah. with like one more Man of Steel movie before this one. Would they have introduced Batman into it? Maybe at the very yeah, end. Yeah, man. I was so okay. pissed about this. So bad. It's, uh, I don't even want to talk about this movie anymore. I'm really protected. I'm never sure what about next month. <laughs> All right. Do you have another question before us then before you go? Yeah, um... Yeah, I think everybody. I think everybody is waiting to see Melissa McCarthy and Ghostbusters instead of the mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. Because the boss trailer was horrible. Oh, I saw the trailer for the movie. It did not look good. Mm-hmm. I'll wait to see the Ghostbusters in July. Yeah, I'm real curious. You know, like I said, I think this movie's so slow on the radar. It's not going to affect Ghostbusters too much. The Ghostbusters yeah. trailer is what really. It's hit or miss. I mean, for me, the tone for the Ghostbusters trailer just felt so different and off than the original I mean, Ghostbusters I, that that's what has me worried. After talking to you, after yeah. talking to Steven, after hearing from you, boss, like, what it seems to be is that they are totally just being kept in separate categories. Mm-hmm. I would typically put those two together, like, how well did the the boss does, how that affects most of McCarthy's All movies. Right. But, All right, bye. All right, bye. thanks, boss. Later. Got the but, old play off music. Yeah, I love it. music coming <laughs> boss, in. I love how boss but, needed to go. He's but, like, this, right, but that's normally how it works, you know? Yeah. The stars in one, it starts affecting their things. This mm-hmm. is not, maybe it's because such an all-in-trouble cast, but we'll see. So, Twitter numbers. Twitter, at Sarah underscore stretch. Start tweeting more. <laughs> Get her to start tweeting more, guys. Oh, look, we have to go. All right, guys, have a good one. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.